Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy, Henry. And it's your girl, Elise. I have actually forgot how to say Yes! <laughs> she was vibing out this time. I've been practicing all week to get that bass drop. I'm actually, we practiced this right before. And it was perfect. We had a clean run. That was not planned. I legitimately forgot to come in. Yes! What's up? It's Henry. <laughs> it's your girl, Elise. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> and um, we are two Asian baristas who are reorienting specialty coffee, rethinking Robusta by representing Asian cultures. And I'm super excited about today's episode. I'm still stuck on that, too, actually. Now, like now I know what it feels like. Um, but happy. I'm super excited about today's episode, first of all, because we are officially kicking off um, talking about coffee growing countries in Asia, yeah. um, especially as we continue to celebrate AAPI Heritage Month. For sure. And we get to talk about a country that I'm technically from. Yeah. So, yay. Um, and if you haven't guessed that already, it is, drumroll please, Vietnam. Vietnam. Woo! Woo-hoo. Mm. Um, so just a quick disclaimer, um, although I am Vietnamese, I was never taught how to speak Vietnamese, and so my pronunciation is not that great. Um, but we have tried to make sure we pronounce things as best as we possibly can. So just please give us a lot of grace as we um, work, do our best to pronounce everything correctly. And just a, uh, like disclaimer, apology about. Yeah, we and we, <laughs> we we did our best to make sure we're measuring twice and cutting once, so we don't. We don't also guess. We did our research, so yeah. no, thank you so much. Yeah, I like that analogy. That's cool. Thank um, you. So to kick this off, um, we figured it'd probably be a good idea to drink a cup of coffee from Vietnam. So we've got a wonderful little cup uh, of Robusta from Nian Coffee Supply. Uh, first it sip is, vibes. Yep, first sip vibes. <laughs> um, it is... Grown in Vietnam, of course. Roasted in Brooklyn. Some of the tasting notes, um, it is 100% Peaberry Robusta. So you've got a little bit of scotch, grapefruit zest, and bitter melon. Bitter melon is such an interesting note to have in this because I feel like bitter melon is such an acquired taste, even like as a food yeah, by itself. Agreed. I don't know if you've had it much, but like my grandma, who is from Vietnam, by the way, uh, loves, 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 loves bitter melon. So I feel like it makes sense, right? Um, it's good though. I, I really enjoy it. And yeah. I think we'll, we'll talk about like the history of Robusta and Arabica, but like it's honestly a really good cup of Robusta. Oh, yeah. It's super great. We let it sit for a bit. Um, which roast did we buy? When was it roasted? I can find it. Oh, nope. That's a Best Buy. Just kidding. Well, you know, we bought it pretty early ago. on. Yeah, just a couple weeks Ten ago. Days, so we yeah. let it like degas. We brewed it originally at that point. Definitely like, needed some time to rest. But um, right now, it's uh, kind of amazing. Like, yeah, I really it's like good. it. It has this like red grape aftertaste to it. Yeah. And honestly, the body on it is really tasty. Yeah, this is great. So um, another thing that we wanted to do is start highlighting some baristas who are currently either in that country or represent that country. So today's barista of the week is Chen Han, who is Vietnam's first and not to mention only barista mm. champion, uh, who works at Boscaris Coffee in Ho Chi Minh City. Um, so if you ever do get the chance to go to Vietnam, definitely check out Boscaris Coffee. They're doing some really cool stuff out there. 
Um, so this is where we get to the meat of this stuff. So there is a big, big history of coffee in Vietnam. Um, then we kind of just wanted to talk about like how that started. How did we get here from mm. there? And what does that look like in the future? Yeah. What can we do about it? So, um, Henry, you, yeah. you had some stuff you wanted to say? For sure. I think <clears throat> what's so dope about Vietnam, and I think, again, people kind of neglect, especially for coffee, like what Vietnam has done for, for coffee culture and the coffee community. But we see that coffee, or Vietnam, is the second highest producing coffee country in the world behind Brazil, but number one in Robusta. They make up like 40% of what Robusta is. And so <clears throat> I think earlier I had mentioned that you know, because if Vietnam has produced so much coffee, why is Robusta coffee not as high quality as it could be? Um, and what are we doing now to, to get there? And I just want to give a shout out to the cafe that we work at. Um, our owner, Jimmy, just added a Vietnamese coffee to our house espresso. Yes, in so honor. Excited. Yes, in honor of AAPI month, which is dope. It's a Vietnam Wet Hold Rainforest Alliance Grade 1 from Lam Dong. Um, I'm super excited. I actually haven't had it yet. We're putting it on the menu <clears throat> this week. But, yeah, I'm super excited for it. But, yeah, so we want to see, man, if Robusta is known to be a low-acidic coffee and, and extremely bitter, and it's commonly used for instant coffee and in, in filters, filters and whatnot and coffee blends, why is Vietnamese coffee, like, so bought? You know, what, what, what's different about it? And how, why, did, why is Robusta such a thing in mm. Vietnam? And I think it starts off with, with the French in 1857 mm-hmm. colonized for sure <laughs> um so it's interesting so i i feel like as in as we were doing research about this um as like most things unfortunately um colonization mm. it, it kind of influences uh you know cross-cultural things um co- coffee as we've mentioned before in our intro uh episode if you haven't gotten the chance to listen to that definitely go take some time to listen to that but coffee was not founded in asia of course mm. it was founded in africa specifically ethiopia um, by the Oromo people so coffee is part of is founded in black culture however because of you know colonization um coffee was stolen by two dutch spies from africa and such and such you can kind of put two and two together how it must have made its way to france by then so france heavily colonized vietnam um in the 1800s so from that point there was a lot of french culture that was coming in so basically the french people were forcing the Vietnamese people to grow coffee as a means of, um, it's virtually a cash crop and it kind of still is today. Uh, so what you see is just this boom of Vietnam producing, uh, coffee. And so what's crazy about it too is, and I'd have to check my dates on this to just be 100% positive, but <clears throat> Vietnam ends up kind of like out producing all of these African countries and all of these South American yeah. countries by a significant margin um, just because it, it it's kind of like... A, I, the way that I would think about it is it's not quite slavery necessarily because it, it most definitely wasn't that bad. Um, as other countries. Right, least, yeah, yeah, as other <laughs> countries. But it's most definitely like a form of, I think, indentured servitude. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So... Um, Especially because like... At least in that time, French culture was very... They had planted robusta plants mm-hmm. or robusta um, shrubs for coffee. And because French people preferred that bitter, dark roast coffee, they were like kind of telling Vietnam, you need to make this coffee for us. Right. This is how we 
prefer to drink our coffee. Right. And to back up too, let's actually really break down what's the difference between Arabica and Robusta. So if you are a person who doesn't know anything about specialty coffee, just a quick introduction. The coffee plant produces two different types of seeds. Um, so the seeds are what we actually roast. So or what we would call the coffee beans, but they're technically seeds. And so there's two types, which are Arabica and Robusta. The two most well-known types. There's a bunch of random ones out there. Right, yeah, the two that are mostly known in coffee. So most specialty coffee or like higher quality grade coffee is considered to be Arabica. So even like grocery store coffees or even like McDonald's coffee for a long time, they were using Robusta, which is seen to be um, a, like obviously lower grade, mm. a little bit more easier to produce. It is robust, which is why it's called yeah. Robusta. <laughs> um, and so they were using Robusta, but have actually in the in the last, I would say like five ish, five ten years, have started switching over to Arabica. So it does it just perpetuates this idea that Arabica is of higher quality or grade than Robusta, but that's not true. Yeah. And that's that's the whole point of what we're trying to get across is. Um, since Vietnam is the second largest coffee producer in the world, 95% of what they produce is Robusta. Yeah. And so with that being said, um, since it is known for like a little bit more low acidity, it is a bit bitter, but it does grow in more, it, it just has the capacity to grow in uh, more places. Yeah, lower um, altitudes, lower altitudes yeah, elevation yep. and whatnot. Yep, and so for those of you that don't know about specialty coffee, um, it's just not seen in the special specialty coffee mm. world. And that's, that's the unfortunate part. So again, it all just kind of crosses into each other of like, well, if Robusta is not special, then therefore Asian coffee in Vietnam is not special. And so where are the places you can normally find Vietnamese coffee? Probably at a Vietnamese restaurant yeah. is more likely. So um, even on top of that, if you go to a Vietnamese restaurant, like say you're going to hang out with friends, get some dinner, and you're going to get some pho, which we may do this after that, oh, after this. Oh, yo, I could go <laughs> for some right now. Yeah, we may go to our local place. Um, you most definitely will find Vietnamese coffee there. And so, but if you go to a specialty shop, you may not be able to find it as a regular thing on the menu. And part of the reason is because it's normally made with Robusta. Yeah, so, which is dope because... For the first time ever at our cafe's history, we're going to have right. Vietnamese coffee and our espresso, which is so cool. Right, exactly. And that, so so <clears throat> we're, we're super excited about that because it is a big step in specialty mm. coffee world. And so um, it's like when they first discovered electricity. It's probably not. but <laughs> First discovered electricity. No, you're right. No, no. <laughs> You Who discovered electricity? Was it Ben Franklin, bro? Was it Edison? Oh no, no he was the he was the light the light bulb. <laughs> we know our history. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so all of that's to say. Oh, um, Graham Bell. No, he he was the. That's the telephone, bro, or telegram. Who, who made the? Who it's discovered that, peanut butter? I don't know where important. I'm at. My brain is everywhere right now. <laughs> Washington Carver. Anyway, point is, um, so when you think about traditional Vietnamese coffee, one brewing mechanism that people tend to use is the fin, mm. P-H-I-N. So it's really cool. You you said this earlier. It's like what and what had a baby? It's like if in it's like if the if the French press, which is a an immersion brew where coffee sits in it, you, most people know what a French press is. In a V60, which is a pour over method, it's if a V60 and a French press had a baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, so it is actually also eco friendly. It's normally like a uh, metal 
perforated plate that sits on top of a coffee cup or mug, so it's direct from brew to mug. Mm. Um, the brewing chamber, as it sits in it, holds the coffee grounds, and then you fill it up uh, with water. So, sorry, let me backtrack. You fill it up with the grounds, you tamp it a little bit, and then you fill it up with the water, and then it brews over your coffee mug. Most people know Vietnamese iced coffee, mm. um, which is cafe soda. And so that's what you can get with condensed milk. Um, fun fact about the condensed milk aspect of it, uh, at a time there was a milk shortage. And so instead of milk, they were using condensed milk. It lasted a lot longer. And it's, it's sweeter. There's sweeter, sugar. yeah. And it kind of really complements the bitter, more robust taste of the robusta bean. So they complement each other really nicely. Which is so cool because, like, you know, earlier I mentioned that the French was like, hey, make coffee our way, bitter and strong. And mm-hmm. people in Vietnam were like, nah, we don't want that. Like, we want to we wanna make it our own. And so <laughs> they, they, you know, they used it. This sweet and condensed milk to make it sweeter and honestly like we talked a little bit about you know or starbucks in episode zero where we add <laughs> sweet stuff it's okay drink coffee the way you like it totally. and honestly sweet and condensed milk in coffee especially vietnamese coffee is really good totally yeah <coughs> i personally i prefer it that way honestly um yeah, and good. so so this the sucky thing is is that all the way from 1857 from french colonization colon <coughs> You get the point. (laughs) Up until 1986, so not that long ago, um, was coffee farming uh, like a government-operated business, basically. And so 1986 was when it started to turn into privately owned enterprises. Um, And so from that point, Vietnamese coffee has been flourishing since. So as of right now, Vietnam is still number one in Robusta production and number two in general coffee production in the world. Which is wild because before it was privately owned, a lot of farms were destroyed in the Vietnam War. And so all of a sudden it's like, okay, they were destroyed. Now we're privately owned again. And now they're like growing coffee like crazy. Coffee galore. It's wild. Right. right. Exactly. So... We kind of wanted to talk about some specialty shops that are that we've heard about um, mm. that are making Vietnamese coffee a specialty coffee again. Um, and so if you guys have any that we don't listen, just totally DM us, hit us up on the gram. You know, we, we want to hear from y'all. I absolutely want to know where there is specialty Vietnamese coffee, especially as I continue to try to connect to my roots too. Um, so. Across across the pond, there is, of course, Boscaris in Ho Chi Minh City. Um, there is the workshop also in Ho Chi Minh City. And according to Forbes magazine, um, quote, the workshop is one of Saigon's leading craft and specialty coffee destinations, considered the top three as far as reputation and quality and a pioneer in the industry, end quote. Um, so definitely go check those two out. Um, another place in the states, United States, is Portland Cafe. So they are in Portland. Um, we've actually connected with them a little bit more and gotten to know more about their story. So definitely yeah. go check them out if you're in Portland. Um, obviously, Nian has a roaster in Brooklyn. So if you're in the New York, Brooklyn area. Women owned too. Women oh, owned. So dope. So important, women owned. Um, and of course, there are probably so many more. We just are only two people. So if you guys know more, Please DM us. Send send them our way. We'd love to know. Yeah, send send selfies of you at the cafe. Yeah, we honestly, would love to visit. I love that. I love traveling. <laughs> so you know what? I'll go check it out. Yeah, and just to kind of give a call to action. So we've talked a lot about like the ways that just a short, brief uh, way that coffee is kind of like a cash crop, and um, sometimes 
actually most of the time now especially uh it it isn't very what's the word it has a dark history mm. to say the least and so dark roast dark history. roast <laughs> no it's fine yeah you know all right <laughs> i tried to make a joke guys but Anyway, coffee has a dark history. Uh, it's unfortunate, but it's true. And like most uh, things, it's, it's a product of um, colonialism. And mm. so today, there's a lot of coffee-growing farmers that don't make a living wage. And so places like Nian, who are working directly with the farmers, are making a great impact that's community-centered, people-centered. And they're giving back to that community who sometimes doesn't even get to see the profits of the thing that they're producing. So one way that you can help be uh, kind of like a force for change, yeah. especially in the Asian coffee world, is buying these beans. Um, researching where you're buying from, who you're buying from, where is the money going to? Um, are they going to layers of middlemen in between from coffee farmer to roaster to cup on their table? Or is it going directly back to the people and the country that it came from? Because yeah. um, so, they're families that need to make provide yeah. for their families, yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. And us drinking specialty coffee in the States is such a huge privilege that we get to have on yeah. a daily basis. And so, um, and not a lot of coffee-growing countries get to have that same privilege that mm. we do. So we just want to be able to, at least in some small way, give back. So something like supporting Nyan Coffee Supply or um, what we will highlight in our last call which is our last cup of the day yeah shout out to amy one of yeah. our followers on the on the grammy uh she uh she bought some coffee in the end coffee and she tagged us in it yeah and she loved it yeah so it's so exciting to see that like people supporting that so that's one big way that you can support is just buying specialty coffee grown in those countries and supporting people who are supporting those in um, other countries as well. Um, so our last cup of coffee that we want to talk about that we are also sipping on here is made by Copper Cow Coffee, who are also women-owned, sustainably Let's sourced, go. and a product of California. Yeah, men suck. My home. Men do kind of <laughs> suck sometimes, but I, you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> me. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, they were founded in 2016 by a Vietnamese Californian named Debbie Wei. Um, oh, it's sick. Debbie Way Mullen, I'm sorry. I haven't read this box yet. Yeah. So, um, so it is super high quality, sustainably sourced, which I love. Mm. And it's the, the Vietnamese coffee experience. So the Cafe Suda, which we were talking about, which is that Vietnamese iced coffee with the condensed milk, the brewed over the cup. It is so good, you guys. Literally, oh my gosh. I we're drinking it. And we've been we've been sipping on it, and, and Elise was like, "Henry, stop drinking it." Like, we I need know. To, we need to drink he it at the end. Drank the whole thing. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> we were trying to save it for the end, but he almost drank the whole freaking thing. Um, this this copper cow is super cool because one of the big things about Vietnamese coffee that people really enjoy is it's so quick. Mm. Um, it is like kind of like an instant thing now, especially my grandma. She's from Vietnam. She's from Nha Trang. Um, like born and raised. Uh, didn't know English until she moved to the States when she was like 20. Oh, taught herself so cool. taught herself English watching kids programs. Let's go. Power to her. <laughs> but she, you know, she she being like a Vietnam native loves her instant coffee. Mm. It's like a thing, right? She also has a big sweet tooth. I swear to God, like when she drinks tea, like iced tea, she'll put I kid you not, one time I counted seven packets of sugar. That's it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. Hey, that's okay, though. No, and that's okay, right? But that's tea. That's different. In her coffee, actually, it's kind of the same. <laughs> She'll put an exorbitant amount of sugar in it. But what's cool about this copper cow is that they have all of the ingredients necessary. The 
brewing mechanism is is in this cool little like mesh packet. You can just throw it away. It's it's um, it's sustainable afterwards, so it's not going to take forever and a day to decompose in your trash can. Um, it is packed with arabica and robusta, so you get kind of the, both of that strong yeah. bitterness, but also the like sweetness and mildness of arabica as well. Um, and it's super easy to do because I think a yeah. lot of times when people are want to get in the coffee, it's totally. expensive. You have to buy a nice grinder and you have totally. to buy like a really nice kettle. This is just hey, hot yeah. water. It's over the screen and condensed milk, yeah. and it's it tastes good. Yeah, and I think what even better is it's accessible, mm. really accessible. Um, super and cheap. Yeah, super cheap and not intimidating for people who are still trying to get into specialty coffee. So mm. great introduction uh, for people like that. So highly recommend. So please go research um, and check out Nyan Coffee Supply, Copper Cow Coffee, all of the, the shops that we mentioned. And um, we will have all of the links to our sources and um, the, those that we mentioned in our episode today in the show notes. Yes. Um, so definitely make sure to check those out. Other than that, we will see y'all next, next week. week. Yeah, we're next gonna... week or a couple of days. I mean, I think then we're gonna might have a surprise episode very soon. Yeah, well, don't give it away if oh, we do. Sh- oh, you you missed you did not hear the ending to this. <laughs> not not to to give you a little preview. We we looked at Vietnam, which is you know mm-hmm. Elise's country. Next week, your boy, we get Thailand. Hey. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> All right, folks, we will see you next week. Take care. Peace out. Bye.